What's up, everybody? Another episode of Verbal Garbage coming at you hot and live. Today, I'm super, super excited. Gentlemen, I've had in the works to get on here for a long time. Uh, Nick, the intricate explorer, if you don't mind, uh, tell people a little bit about yourself and uh, what you commented on my post and how we kind of got this started. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Uh, We just met on Reddit randomly. Um, I was looking for some podcasts to hop on. He got a podcast going. I live in a Prius. You're looking for interesting people. Come on. Seems like the stars align. Let's do it. Now, talk to me about the Prius. What color? What year? Are we early Prius days? Are we a little bit later on with maybe a Bluetooth camera? Talk to me. Yeah, so we're we're early Prius. We got 07 Prius, gray. Let's fucking go. We <laughs> got like fucking 250,000 miles on right now. Come on, man. <laughs> now, was that a hand-me-down? Was that your first car? Was that... One of the cars you built up to. Tell me about the the build up to the Prius. Yeah, so I built up to this one. I had a different Prius that was even newer, but that one got totaled unfortunately in Wyoming. We hit a deer in the middle of nowhere. Oh man, it's a whole thing. And then this one came along and uh, got this one off Craigslist for like four thousand bucks. Fixed it up a little bit, and uh, it's still cranking. I got around like one hundred fifty thousand miles, and yeah, this thing just keeps going. I literally just got it fixed up the other day um had a little bit of like oil burning but you know, right, still good right. now uh what what would you attribute your your loyalty to the prius tribe what would you attribute that to were you a big environmental guy was that a big focus early on or you like the look of it it's a little controversial you know larry david's trying to bring it to the forefront <laughs> dude if i got a prius just because i wanted like the vibe of a prius that would be <laughs> i uh i got it because it's super mpg efficient all right and uh and i wanted a situ- be- yeah dude, i wanted a situation where i could just literally i had no money in the pocket i was like waiting tables in boulder colorado and i'm like i want to go travel so i looked up the best way i could do that and i figured i could go live in a prius i found this whole community online that these people live in priuses come on and- dude yeah, dude, on Reddit, if you go to Prius Dwellers, oh, I'll they'll be there. teach you everything you need to know about how to live in a Prius. And uh, yeah, I learned a shit ton on there, built out the Prius. And uh, my goal was to start lifting Uber driving while I lived in the Prius in different wow. states. That was my method to make money at the time. All right. So still is. I still DoorDash a lot. Let's go. Now, I the, the amount of ways I can go with this, last Prius question, I think, and then we'll try to move on to the exploration side. Um. Talk to me about some stickers. Do we got any stickers on the Prius? Uh, no, actually, I don't have any. I have one sticker on it. I just put it on there a couple months ago. It's just a little Bigfoot? mountain wave thing. I wanted to keep my Prius super on the DL. I didn't want to be like one of those, <laughs> you know, those cheesy van yeah. lifers with like Grand Yosemite everywhere, and then you park in a parking lot overnight, and everyone knows there's someone sleeping in there. Like you park a Prius in a parking lot overnight, like. You just think someone's grandma left it over there overnight. It's they don't think anyone's in it. You're just impressing me more and more by the minute, sir. Um, the the exploration. Can we talk about what motivated you to want to just because just about me? Like I am the most like homebody. Like haven't traveled a ton. I've never gone on a whim, and I can't tell you the admiration and respect that I have for people like you to just get up and do it. Now, talk to me about what kind of led to you wanting to be like that. I appreciate that. Um, I truly it's mean not, it, dude. It's not as impressive as it sounds. No, dude, uh, you got to understand, like, to be able to just take up and just go somewhere with no safety net, not having parents or family or friends around, that's, you got to give, your, you're not giving yourself, an, like, that is a huge leap, in my opinion. So, kudos to you and talk to me about it. So, what led up to that? Just kind of um, what made you want to do that or what led up to it, yeah. 
So I was actually living in a, 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 no, I was working at an advertising agency for a while. And uh, it was honestly just the most boring job I've ever done in my life. I was just a bitch. I was cleaning up. I I was just cleaning up like cocktail parties. Like it was not fun. I did not enjoy it. So I was actually looking for another, like I was dreaming about van life online, like Googling it, trying to figure out like where I want to go. I'm like, Googling in your dreams? No, I was just Googling it, like I'm dreaming about it, like Hell yeah. user and uh, at work. And uh, while I was doing that, they coincidentally called me into the office and fired me. So I was like, oh my God, it's a sign. I have to do this. Were there any grounds for dismissal or was this just? It was just some startup and the whole thing was going under. You know, they're firing everybody. It was it was a long, long time coming, but you know, I'm not, not mad about it at all. No, man. Uh, Everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. And at the time I was starting to get into photography. Um, honestly, just to get girls. I, well, I had no... You're hair enough, brother. I'm sure that could do do the work for you, but a little bit of photography skills, that couldn't hurt your cause. Yeah. I mean, I'd gone out of a like four year relationship, four and a half year relationship um, with some chick that I lost my virginity to. And come on, you, know, thought... you want to give her a shout out? Or... <laughs> yeah. We thought we were going to shout out Gary. We thought we were going to get married and, uh, you know, it just ended up, we went open relationship, uh, long distance, you know, it all kind of fell apart. Um, at that point, my heart was broken and I was just like, I was talking to my buddies who were a bunch of players and they're like, dude, you got to get a fucking Instagram. Like, this is how you get chicks. So I was like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you know, like little, like naive me. I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Um, so that's what got me into photography. It was like, I just became obsessed building a dope Instagram account purely just to get girls. What was and, your, uh, your focus on photography in the beginning? Was it like scenic stuff or just, yeah, I mean, I was trying to build like a, like explorer adventure okay. account, you know, like standing off in the distance, all dramatic, uh, you know, shit like that. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> now, how was the success rate early on with these, with these look away photos? Was it pretty high? Uh, you know, it was all right. You know, it was, <laughs> I really know what I was doing. I didn't really have the best intentions. Um, oh, baby. So, you know, I was just fucking around for the first, you know, year or two of it. And then eventually, you know, you know, I kind of got over the heartbreak. I realized like, you know, I don't need to spend all my time pursuing chicks. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, I actually started to really like the photography. I was nice. like, dude, this is, this is like what I actually want to do. Like, it was just like, that's what made me feel, you know, at peace. It like got rid of my anxiety. I was just like, you know, you're out in nature, hiking, exercise, um, you know, the whole flow of shooting a photo. Um, sure, so that's what yeah. got me into thinking about doing the whole travel van life thing. And yeah, that's when my uh, job how bored the portfolio of just going around the country, seeing all the different places, combining the traveling with the photography. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's literally it. Amazing. So you started off in Colorado, correct? Yep. Were you born and raised there? Is that where everything started? Yep. Castle Man. Rock, Colorado. Oh, it's like an hour dude. south of Denver. Damn. Shout Man. out Capra. Dude, yeah. My two of my high school friends, one of them lives out in like the Reno, Vegas kind of border. And then my other one lives in Colorado. And I'm planning to do a ski trip out there this winter. And I'm just, it's, I, I want to live by the mountains one day. It's a dream of mine. So shout out to you, brother, for supporting that. <laughs> Where are you I, at? I'm originally from New Jersey. Now I'm living in Southwest Florida. I've been here about five years now. Oh, I'm yeah. one of those Floridian little worms that complains when it's 70 degrees that they're cold. So. I never thought I'd get to this point, but 
unfortunately we're here. Um, <laughs> so when you, you started the, the Prius van life moving around, what was the first state you wanted to go to? Or do you want to go north of the border to some of my Canadian friends? Shout out to you, Franny. <laughs> Shout out, Franny. Uh, I do want to go to Canada at some point. I actually only been to Vancouver once for like a half a day. Um, but I started off and um, I'll say the first big trip I did was out to actually the East Coast because I have some family in New Jersey. Um, my mom grew up in Homedale. Come on now. You know, you know we get a bad is. rap because people watch the fucking Jersey Shore one time. They think that's what we're like. Nah, bitch. We're just fun, energetic people who really care about our deli meats, our pizza, our donuts, and our bagels. So say what you want. <laughs> and by the way, all Eagles fans aren't assholes. Sorry, Nick. Uh, so where specifically it was in New Jersey and then you kind of started going from there. Yeah. So I did that trip out to New Jersey. Um, it was kind of like a test ride you drove um, to Pennsylvania to Jersey in the Prius. Yeah. And that was my whole, like, let's see how this works out thing. Um, did that. And then I went to the opposite coast and then went out to, you know, Washington, Oregon, all that stuff for a couple of weeks. So you went to Jersey and then you went all the way back. <laughs> yeah. Damn dude. Um, what was your packing like? I mean, obviously you can't put a ton in a Prius, but I'm a notorious overpacker. You know, I'll go to my sister's for three days and I'll bring two pairs of pants, six pairs of shorts, seven pairs of boxers, six socks. I imagine you were pretty minimalist. Yeah. You basically have to be minimalist. Amazing. Like I had so much shit at first that I had in the Prius. And then eventually I just started getting rid of literally everything. Like I have a week's worth of clothes, a camera bag and, uh, you know, a cooler. Let's ask them some dumb questions. That's what I specialize in. The, the clothes, were you like going to a creek and like dipping them and then hand wringing them? Or were you going to like a laundromat on the go? Like what's, what's our situation? Dude, that'd be funny. Uh, mainly just laundromats. Uh, you know, you can find laundromats everywhere. I actually wanted to do like a photography series of all the weird laundromats in America. Oh, and the people there. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, you see the sign weirdest. me up, dude. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'm a professional people watcher. Now I just thought of I've never been to a laundromat. What is the clientele there like? You've never been to a laundromat before? No, sir. Trust me, like Shit, people like you are like a golden goose for me because I'm like you just have no fear. You go out and do, which is something like I still dream about. Like one day I'll just quit my job and move to the other side of the country i just don't have the nerve to do it i love being around family and i like having that that i don't know so man i just can't i can't get over the the courage you know and to go from all the way from west coast to east coast back to west coast um what did you notice about the east coast was that anything stick out to you like i said the bread the donuts the bagels you get to treat yourself to any of that bagels for sure oh I mean, you guys got those salt bagels out there bro oh, it's all it's all in the water baby and the deli meat the deli meats, fire. Capicola and some brujol, dude. Just come on. No, yeah, like Subway eat. is not even like a. Oh, like, why would you go to Subway? How dare you? We don't mention Subway on this podcast, sir. <laughs> do we even have Subway out there? We sure do. They're dude. They're nationwide, son. It's funny you say because the first time I ever got my driver's license, I was one of those fucking idiots who didn't drive until he was like nineteen. And when I went to go take my license test, I went in the wrong lane, so I failed right away. So I had no confidence as a driver. So I remember when I fully had my driver's license, like there was a subway like eight minutes from our house and the maiden voyage was to be sailed. And I was like begging my brother to come with me because I was so scared to drive because I had no confidence. <laughs> so this just tells you a little bit about me, dude. You think I'm getting my ass and driving cross country? I couldn't even go to a subway. <laughs> <laughs> 
to talk to me more about this this exploration, man. I'm just curious, like what kind of what places you hit along the coast, like and where were you stopping? How often were you stopping? With photography opportunities at a gas station, I'm sure you can make the most of anything, right? Yeah, man. Like, uh, I was just I just stop literally anywhere. Like, I'll go through phases where I'll work for you know a couple weeks, and then I'll go out and then shoot every single day for a couple weeks. So right now I'm in a phase where I'm working a bit. So I'm like kind of set up shop, but when I do go out, I'll just like, just, you know, literally anything that's within, you know, an hour, I'll just be like, you know, this is what I'm doing today. And I usually figure it out the day before. Um, I'll just like Google like cool photos, cool spots. Um, We got all these techniques to like figure out how to find a spot that looks cool to photograph. Sometimes you're just like, I guess this is what we're doing today. Like, I don't know what else is around here. (laughs) So are you, where are you at right now? I'm in Colorado right now. You're back home. Okay, now are you still doing yeah. the, the ex- exploration lifestyle? Are you still at a whim's notice? You'll just get up and go back to Jersey? Yeah, I mean, basically. Like I said, I'm trying to film a course right now. Like so talk to me a little bit course. about that. Yeah. So I'm uh, basically set up camp at uh, – I'm at my buddy's place for a month um, filming, like, everything I know about photography. I'm just putting it all in one oh, giant course. nice, man. List online. But um, after that, I'm going to take off probably back to the – west coast um i actually just did a huge trip for about nine months dipped all the way down to nicaragua holy shit so i'm kind of like i need to chill for a bit that's why i'm doing this course right now it was kind of a fucking intense ass trip so uh yeah i can't even imagine like now you're going to nicaragua you don't know anyone there is that your first time there you like so at that trip, actually, I ended up meeting a girl and we were I dating knew it. for a while. I yeah. Can, I can see the fl- flicker in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. So we were dating for a while. We're not dating anymore, but we did it in her van. Um, I, oh. I can't do it in my Prius. My Prius is too fucking old. So I got a trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up, <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm not going to break down in fucking Honduras. No, you know, but the like, story <laughs> would have been nice. So is this a these south american tales about these women are they is this true like i work in florida obviously selling tools so i deal with a lot of latin men and they tell mm-hmm. me bro just go down to costa rica anywhere you being white that's it and i'm like it can't be that easy now i'm not diminishing your looks you're a very handsome man but could you notice walking around you're just like getting a look from everyone just because of the tone yeah i mean my oh. girl was with me at the time, so I wasn't like free to just go off of yeah, you know. So we had a Honduran look going on. But you definitely see the looks, especially when you're in the bigger cities. I mean, you want to be in a big city. That's where the cute chicks are. Like if you're in the middle of like rural El Salvador, like Ooh. there's not many cute chicks walking around. <laughs> but if you're in like you know like the capital, like San Salvador, like uh, like in the more like university areas, like okay. there's some gorgeous looking chicks walking around. And uh, one of my buddies actually just went, uh, he was doing Peace Corps in Ecuador for uh, a couple of years. And he just ended up meeting some just absolutely gorgeous chick. Um, and now he's get married him on, Tell him to hit me up. Get him on the podcast. I need to know about the Peace Corps. Now. <laughs> we got to talk Peace Corps. I need to know. That would, that would be interesting to me. Um, so you're, how, when you went down there, how long were you there for? I mean, you said it was an intense trip. Like what? So uh, we are below the border for six months. So we entered in Tijuana, then drove all the way down to Nicaragua and back. And that was six months. Okay, so you actually drove. You, I was scared to ask. I'm like, could, could he drive there? Did he have to fly? No, yeah, we drove. So we had to cross Ooh. all of those borders. So that like... Prius is international, dog. 
Oh, that it was in her van. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you took the Prius there and then did your deed in her van. No, I guess I'm all. <laughs> I met her before the trip, and then we moved into her van for the trip. Holy shit! Yeah, man, you really put your eggs in that basket, dog. Leaving the Prius behind—the thing that's got you to that point. I know, dude. That, it was that so hurts sad. Me a little bit. <laughs> I was almost fucking. Dude, I was looking at that Prius when I was leaving. I was like. I love now, that thing. Yeah, we have a little uh, a reunion tour with the Prius. Yeah, I'm back in it. Uh, you know. <laughs> so. Now, what's our next our venture? Give me your next. Uh, if you can, I don't. You you seem like the kind of guy who's kind of spur of the moment, you know. But do you have any plans specifically on where you're going next and what you want to do there? Or? Um, I kind of want to go after I finish this course. I kind of want to head back to the West Coast just because I got some buddies out there and it's just you know such a chill place. But I want to do another international trip. I want to do something like uh, I'm thinking Southeast Asia. If I could buy like a moped or something and then just hostel hop for a couple months. That would be just fucking so fun. Just eat pho every day. I just, like, I wish people understood how bad, like, I want to do something like that. Even if it's you for six it, months man. or something. But I'm like, I'm, and one of my friends who I just had on a couple weeks ago, he just was getting ready to go to England and Ireland and Scotland. And he's in the tour. He does all that shit. And I'm like, bro, I want to do it so bad. But I'm like, it just scares the shit out of me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I like trying new things and taking risks. But I'm like, I also kind of like a normal, like, I'm settling into a job now. It's a pretty set schedule every day. You know what to kind of get, you know? And yeah, I don't know. Just the, the nerves of the unknown, you know? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever travel on vacation for like two weeks, whatever? Nah, man. I'll go three, four days at a time, usually six, seven days at the most. But like, I've never left the country. Like, it, so I'm, I'm dying to do something like that. I'm just like, like I said, the fear of the unknown and everything. And that's probably what's the best part about it, you know? Like yeah. You, you go, you don't plan anything. You just literally go with a bag and just start. Yeah, man. You just, I don't know. You just got, you just me, figure I, it out. I'm not going to lie, dude. When I, we first drove into Mexico, like the first day, because I hadn't been to anywhere in Central America before that. I like, we drove into Mexico that first day when I was sleeping in the van in some campsite, I was like, what the fuck did I just do? Like, I'm not going to be back in America for six months. Like I'm in this foreign third world country. Like, holy fuck. Like, where am I right now? now you got any... Legitimately freaking out. And then, you know, you kind of settle into it, but yeah, for sure. What's like, a? can you think of any wild stories specifically when you were in Mexico that had like any cartel run-ins or any, anything, something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's just always dumb shit happening. Like, uh, trying to think when we were in like lower Mexico, there's this place called Chiapas and uh, there was a revolution there. Uh, I don't I want to say like a couple of years ago, it might've been more, um, but they're still kind of coming out of it. And uh, one thing that they used to do all the time and still do is they'll just randomly block the road. So you'll be driving and there'll be just people that just pop up on the sides of the road and they'll be holding a rope across the road and uh, they want you to stop. And then they'll let the Antifa? rope down when they pay you. No, they're just random ass people who like don't have money and they're like, we're stopping you. So it happened to us a couple of times. We just oh. fucking drove right through the rope. Oh. We're like, fuck it, you know. Like, is that like a carjacking setup or what is what's the goal there? Like they just they're just trying to like extort money out of you. And then eventually we got to a spot where there was like literally they had nails in the ground, like in pieces of wood. Oh so you couldn't pass through it. 
So we roll up to this spot and I want to say like 20 or 30 dudes just like come out of the side and they're like holding baseball bats and shit. And they're like <laughs> basically just asking us for money. Like, what do you have? Like, give us what you got. And we, we saw it coming like from far away. So we're like, fuck. So we just started hiding all of our like valuables and wallets and shit. And then oh, when they rolled up, man. we told them we only had a couple bucks. We're like, we only have like five bucks us dollars. And, they just kept demanding. They're like, more, more. Like, we know you have more. They wanted 30 US Was there a big language barrier here? This said a lot. What? I mean, I was like, is there a big language barrier? Because you speak a little bit of Spanish. Or I mean, I know money's pretty basic, but I'm just curious, how were you able to get out of that with a lack of Spanish speaking or? We could, we could speak basic Spanish. Like, we're not fluent, but we can have like a small talk conversation with somebody. So we, we just honestly just kept saying, we don't have money. We don't have money. And then eventually they after a couple minutes, they're just like, all right, fuck it, just go. And they let us buy. So did they, like, pick up their planks with nails in them? Which, yeah, they all picked them up and all moved out of the way. <laughs> so it's like a fucking drawbridge, a cartel drawbridge. <laughs> Basically. I mean, I, I don't know if it was the cartel. I, I think it was you just, like, know. a random village that's just, you know, really poor, and they're just trying to get money out of everyone that's driving through it. Now, were you staying in, like, pretty obscure off-the-grid spots to be able to drive through little villages like this, I imagine, or...? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, it would depend on the day. I'd say 75% of the time we weren't in like civilization. We we're, you know, parked on the side of the road at gas stations. Like you just roll up to a gas station and there's overnight security there because, you know, everyone is robbing everybody. So there's fucking yeah. guys with shotguns guarding the place. Like literally every place in, especially in places like El Salvador, every business has a dude with a shotgun. So you walk up to that dude and you're like, hey, can you just watch my car for the night? We'll give you some fucking cookies and a couple bucks. And they're like, yeah, sure. So they just watch your car overnight. Because they're doing it anyway. I mean. Yeah, they'll, they'll take an extra couple bucks and keep you safe. So, What's the go-to cookie when you're supplying these men? Uh, chocolate chip always. Can never go wrong. Do they have certain like brands in Mexico that they're fond of? Or are you, are you ex- or exporting them from America perhaps for a little Chips Ahoy or something? Or do they have those in Mexico? Yeah, there's some places with uh, Chips Ahoy. I can't remember the cookie brands. They were like Spanish names, but we would just, it, it just changes everywhere you go, you know. Dude, I one guess... thing we couldn't find was bagels. I was missing oh. bagels so badly. What are, are we, we, cream cheese I used or to butter guy? Every or... Cream Richard cheese for sure. Philadelphia or death, right? Yeah, cream cheese and an everything bagel. Thank you, sir. Very good. Um, as far as the photography, are there any places that stand out as far as being the best to shoot at the most fun um i mean there's so many ways i can go off of that but honestly let's see like mountains, like beaches mountains with water like would you have a certain setup you'd like the most you know what i mean like an ideal backdrop or yeah well since i grew up in colorado honestly like anything mountains and super dry i'm not a fan of just because i've Okay. Yeah. So when I go to places like Louisiana, where it's just like swamps and like vegetation, I'm like, this is sick. Like this is what I want to be shooting. So really, like places that have a lot of vegetation, I really like. Okay. You've been to Iowa? Iowa. I've driven through it. I don't think I've ever gone there. Check out some Des Moines, baby. You would love it. Nothing but cornfields and open land. (laughs) Back in the day, my brother and I, we grew up doing like Olympic style weightlifting. And we would travel all over just do that was like, you know, intricate explorer, Mr. National, young yeah. boy. I was traveling around and I we would go to competitions and stuff. And we went to Des Moines one time and it was just 
<laughs> it was it was, it was bare. Yeah, it was it was rough. Dude, you can find shit to do out there if you uh, if you look hard enough. I remember one time I was trying to do a photo shoot at this like cornfield, and they had there was all these um what are they called wind windmills? Yeah, when, I can't think of the name. All right, I was, there were windmills everywhere. So uh, I was like. I was just bored. I'm like, fuck it, dude. I'm gonna try and fly my drone through the windmill, like while it's spinning. Come on! And I got, I got this like stick shot of it, just going ooh, like right through, barely misses a propeller. Really? <laughs> yeah. So is that how you're capturing? Is that your primary source of photos now? Is drone? Uh, no. I. It's just mainly if I'm, you know, if you're in a place where there's like not a lot, like you can go up and then look straight down. So like cornfields, so like man. it's good for that kind of shot, you know. Cause there's no nothing like dynamic happening. Sure, you got. So like I'll, I'll bring it out in situations where I'm not sure what to get a photo of. You got one of the pretty high end ones with the high high def cameras on there. I actually don't. I have a really? super cheap one. I have like a Mavic Mini. It's like 200 bucks, and uh, mainly because I do a lot of dumb shit, like try and sure. fly it through windows. That's what I was gonna ask you about. Like, <laughs> where's the the risk reward when you're using a thousand dollar drone? You know what I mean? Where's yeah. I have a couple buddies who have like the two, $3,000 cinematic ones. And like, they won't take it above water. They'll barely bring it out if it's too windy. Um, you know, they just miss so many opportunities because they don't want to, you know, understandably yeah. lose a $3,000 drone. So I just bring out my mini everywhere. I'm like, fuck it, dude, let's go. And so honestly, you, like, I've never had it crash. Like, it just keeps going. And do you mount your own camera on there? Or does that come with a camera installed on that? They come with cameras on them. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've, I did a little bit of drone dabbling back in the day. I got like a $70 one and, you know, a wind gust would blow and this shit would get fucking stuck in a tree or something. I'm like, they're so fun, but they're so frustrating, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what did I just, I just had something. It's always when you're trying to show it off to people too. That's when they go away. I I'll remember. Like, um, check out my drone. And then, you know, yeah. all of a sudden the wind takes off and I'm running down the block trying to get it. That's exactly it. You can't you use the drone a lot when you're down internationally, down in Mexico and Honduras. A little bit. Honestly, not as much as I was expecting. Uh, it's actually illegal to even have a drone in Nicaragua. Uh, so we had to like sneak it into the country. Like we put it in our wheel well because they literally fucking x ray your van. <laughs> like Man. they bring through a giant x ray machine because they're looking for drugs and shit. And uh, somehow they didn't find the. Do you have a pit in your stomach the whole time when they were doing that? Just waiting to get caught? Yeah. I you know what like... that's like when you're trying to like smuggle shit or you think it's. Yeah. Oh my god! Like going through the airport, dude. I um coming back last week, I got flagged for something, and I was already running late as it is, and I was just so so nervous. And I was like, I have nothing on me. There's nothing to be worried about. Nothing. And then it was a fucking pecan barbecue rub for my pulled pork that my sister packed for me. I'm like, the littlest things get flagged. And they just, you know, that feeling that when security's going through shit, you just have that that knot in your stomach, just uneasiness. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do so much. I used to do so much acid and shrooms and shit in college, and I'd always be scared there was, like, a tab just, like, in my pocket that I left there or something. Thank you. I'm not the only one. Yeah, one of my buddies, it's funny, because I've been I've been doing a little bit more shrooms recently. You know, I did them a couple weeks ago because one of my buddies has never really done a, a good trip. He's only tried 0.7, and then he went to, like, two and a half. So I was there mm -hmm. to kind of be his Sherpa, if you will, and I just love him, man. They still have a stigma with some people thinking you're, like, a crazy – crazy person for doing them i just enjoy them they're fun you know and uh my one buddy bought me like this big mushroom backdrop thing to hang behind me that's gonna be my my little backdrop for the studio pretty dope oh that's gonna be sick you ever uh get some 
photography done when you were tripping or was that before your your passion for photography was born yeah that was before okay. uh, honestly i burnt out of that shit because i did it there was oh, one year where i swear like every two weeks i was redosing okay. like you know the tolerance last two weeks then i would just like right when it's all gone i just boom right back up and that was lsd or the combination mainly lsd but you know i did shrooms a little bit i got some yeah, i've only done lsd once there's chemicals like we were going chemicals fucking... say that again i couldn't hear it i'm interested <laughs> yeah so you could find things online they call them research chemicals and uh basically Ooh. it's like the same molecule structure as like shrooms or lsd but it's like one or two molecules different so technically you can buy it legally online under the implication that you're gonna research it for scientific purposes these Prius drivers, guys, they're out of control. <laughs> we just eat it. But, yeah, so we would try, like, all sorts of weird shit. Um, See, that's interesting because I've heard a couple of people talk about the burnouts with LSD, and I feel like, you know, I'm not doing shrooms every weekend or every two weekends. It's more like I did them one month and I did them twice, two months later. Um, but I've never really heard – I'm never going to do them every weekend, but I've never really heard the burnout on the shroom side, so I'm kind of curious about that myself because I've only done LSD once. Cool, but – just has a whole different feeling from shrooms i feel you know yeah, yeah i think i think the burnout for me was mainly just i had too many like trips where i was just like this is intense as fuck like i <laughs> reevaluating your whole life and i'm like i gotta slow down on this i start getting like panic attacks all the time yeah, like, no. I'm like, i need to just stop so I that's just my thing when it's not enjoyable like the last time i did it dude I wasn't like tripping like crazy. I was just having an amazing high with a little bit of visuals. And I just felt so good and happy the whole time. So I'm like, the minute it's just not the least enjoyable, I'll completely cut it out. But while it's fun, you know, you travel, yeah. I eat psychedelics. Yeah. You <laughs> travel inwards. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, man, that's the way to do it. You know, every couple of months, like, yeah. For me, it's just, like I said, it's fun. I got a, I got a, a good bulk of it at one time. So I'm just holding on and nibbling my kibble as I go. Um, yeah how's the food situation on the traveling for you is that like we doing gas stations we doing a lot of fast food or you like canned food so i eat have you ever heard of soylent or huel sure haven't <laughs> that's gonna be fun so it's basically powdered food it's like 100 oh, <laughs> nutritionally uh sound food you could completely live off it Sure. Uh, like the owner of Soylent lived off it for a year or two before he even released the product. Um, but I eat that for like 75% of my meals for the day. And then usually one meal a day, I'll just eat out wherever I want. So I'll get like Chipotle or, uh, you know, Chinese food, Mediterranean, whatever I'm feeling. All right. Now, this next topic to go off that is going to anger my brother mainly. But you brought up Chinese food and Chipotle. I just thought it was necessary. Are you... Uh, <laughs> A sensitive tummy kind of guy do you ever have the luxury of using a travel bidet or potentially a nice bidet on the go i, I have this up every episode so. and i love bidets but let's go i don't i don't have a travel bidet uh, that would be dope i just bought one on amazon they were literally 19.99 on deal today because dude i was just at my sister's for a weekend and I was having like these weird feelings in my stomach and I'm like, I think I'm getting to the point now where like I can't shit comfortably if I don't have a bidet. It's fucking, <laughs> it's so pathetic and I hate myself. Trust me. <laughs> and it's embarrassing that someone is interesting in you. I still found a way to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. So the soy that, how'd you discover that? Was that when you were on the, the Prius dwellers page, right? 
No, actually, I've known about Soylent for years and years. I've just always, um, I was, I've always been like really utilitarian. So like, how can I be the most efficient with everything that I do? Amazing. So in terms of like food that you literally just add water to, it just saves the hassle. Dishes, you know, grocery shopping, cooking, so much time. So you just, you know, pop it in, boom, don't have to worry about eating. Uh, which you go me, like in Mexico, would you go to grocery stores and buy like 24 packs of water bottles or like, cause I'm, you know, I've obviously heard about the water in Mexico. So you have to be kind of vigilant with that. Yeah. So we, in our van, we had a container we could fill up water. So we would just go to, uh, they have these places where you can get purified water by the five gallon container and we would just funnel it into our van. It's all purified. Fuck yeah. Damn dude. Yeah. I'm but I, mean, dude, I definitely so. got sick multiple times. Oh, just in the food like just real bad throwing up or out both ends. And... I whenever I get food poisoning, I don't really throw up. I just get really bad diarrhea and like cramping everywhere. So every there was Monday one morning day, for me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every morning after Jack in the Box, yes. And we there was one day where I was in the desert, dude, and we were in the middle of fucking nowhere in Baja, California. And I just like kept having to go out of the van, it's oh. boiling hot, and just shit on these cactuses that are everywhere. Oh. Like you just like bend over and put your hand in a fucking needle. I'm like, dude. God. And that was at the start of the trip. I'm like, is this gonna be the rest of the trip? Yeah, like, seriously, dude. I wish I could channel a little bit of you and me. But uh, Nick, we're definitely doing this again, buddy. We're under a minute here, so I just want to give this a chance for people to check out your website, your Instagram, just promote some of your stuff real quick, bud. Yeah, I'm um. On Instagram, Intricate Explorer, uh, website at Intricate Explorer. That's where you can check out these classes that are going to come out pretty soon. Oh, yeah. uh, YouTube, I'll probably kick it up again in a couple months. But right now, I'm taking a break from YouTube. Awesome, dude. Well, it was beyond a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I'm going to try to not hit you up too soon, but I definitely want you back on soon, buddy. Yeah, man, let's do it again. Um, I can give you my buddy's name, too, of the guy uh, in Peace Corps. If you wanna I just followed you on Instagram, so I'll message you and message me that back over. Thank you all for listening. Cool. Nick, thank yeah, you so man. much, brother. Appreciate it. Had a good time. Hell yeah, dude.